You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And that music means it's time for us, us being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. I am in the studio. He is Jeff Smith. He's in his own studio, the golf studio, the indoor practice teaching facility at Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. I got 72 degrees. You know what? I'm looking out my window right now. And you know what I see? Cold, rain, <laughs> gray skies, mist, yuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am not out there. The people flocking there today are not necessarily coming for lessons. They're just coming to get in out of the rain. No, they're coming for lessons. <laughs> but they may pick up a tip or two while they yes, are in they there will. because you just can't help yourself. One of the tips we are going to impart to you today, and I'm sure that this is entails a few more tips uh, than just one, but it is on how to get up and down much more easily and um, effectively and consistently. Because if yep. we could do that, how much better would our scorecards look? Mm-hmm. You know, look, that's a rhetorical we can, question. You just think about it. Okay. We can always write down a low number, but mm-hmm. if you really have a good short game, you can actually be honest about that low number. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's so good when you walk put me off, down for a five. <laughs> when you walk off going, hey, I got a par rather than put me down four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly We're only going right. to count four of those shots. Okay. Not a problem. Right. Um, it, it is, it is uh, difficult for many of us. It is, it is something that shouldn't be difficult for many of us because it is difficult because we just don't know uh, how to do it. Basically, we right. don't know the proper techniques, which we will impart to you today. We're also going to talk about now I have made this comment in pub. I made this to Pete Dye's face and he just smiled. I have called Pete Dye a sadist. And if you've played yeah. a couple of Pete Dye courses, you will agree with me. There is a links. He's not unhappy about that. No, he's not. No, he <laughs> takes great pride in that. But there was a links.com article on the 10 most evil Pete Dye holes. Uh, one of them we are very familiar with. Well, number oh, 17 yeah. at, at TPC Sawgrass, of course, the Island Green is is at the top of the it's, list. But number yeah, nine it's pretty high, right? was a 305-yard par three at the Pete Dye course up here in French Lick, Indiana, which we have both played a yes, we number have. of times. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. You know, a couple of years ago, I got my first pair of Tommy John underwear, and I have got to tell you that I have worn nothing since but Tommy John underwear. And now their loungewear and their pajamas are, are available. Uh, Tommy John is a staple around the house. I'm not the only one that feels that way. I think a lot of people who try Tommy John the first time just go with it exclusively. It's one of the reasons why they've sold over 18 million pairs. You can hook your family, your friends, even yourself back up this holiday season. Got a great sale going on right now. Want you to check it out. It is Tommy John's wrap it up sale. I love wearing the Tommy John. Anybody you give it to will love wearing the Tommy John and will love you for turning them on to it too. So if you shop Tommy John's wrap it up sale, you'll get 30% off everything right now at tommyjohn.com slash golf guys. Order now and your gifts will get there by Christmas. 30% off at tommyjohn.com slash golf guys. Again, tommyjohn.com slash golf guys. See site for details. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. And thanks for coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Aston. He is Jeff Smith. I'm in the studio. He is at uh, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, which is not too far away from French Lick, Indiana, which is the, that is the not. home of the ninth most evil Pete Dye golf hole, according to links.com magazine. I'd like to play the, the other eight. If that one is the number ninth ranked one, I want to see what other diabolical things that he has done to infuriate golfers. There's TPC Sawgrass, the, the Island Green, number 17. Okay. There's a, a, a par four that you seem to have to go over or through a bunch of trees at the, um, the hair of the dog course down in uh, the Dominican. teeth of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, a number of them. And of course the whistling straights and the ones at whistling straights. Cause I've been there, mm-hmm. seen them, played them. Those holes out there are brutal. Like if there's any breeze at all, you are in for a fight, even from the front tees, but they don't call it whistling straights because of a lack of wind. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let me set the scene for you for a moment. Number 16 at the Pete Dye course at the French Lick Resort in French Lick, Indiana is a par three. Simple par three. Yeah. It has water on the right-hand side. It has thick rough and bunkers on the left-hand side. In fact, it's the only par three in existence with a fairway bunker, is it not? I'm going to add to the story. You aptly mentioned there's water to the right. This water encroaches on the green. So between you and the tee, you can't look at a straight line to the green without seeing water. It isn't that the green is just pushed out a little bit, but it kind of is. The water comes from all the way on the tee. So you don't even have five yards from the tee to the right edge of the green without seeing water. You don't have it. And oh, by the way, there's a cart path and then death and destruction on the other side of the cart path. (laughs) And that strip of ground between the tee and 305 yards away to the green is approximately 30 yards wide. And you did hear that right. It is a par three and it is 305 yards. Now, this is from the tips. We will yeah. we will give that caveat. It is from the tips. And this golf course is 8,100 yards from the tips. So it is a long golf course from the tips, but 300 yards. Oh, yeah. And then yards. I'll remind you again what John said. Yes, there is, folks, there is a fairway and there is a bunker in it. <laughs> so what I found is that the way to play that hole is to get out your fairway finder that you can get out there about 200 yards and hit it into this 30-yard wide fairway, which is a lot like hitting it onto a green, by mm-hmm. the way, and then taking a wedge and go get it up and down. But, oh, of course, it's not a benign green either. That's why I said if that hole right there is number nine, I need uh-huh. to see eight seven six five four three two and one You need to see that to see what other evil he had to outdo that one. Well, you can access that. Uh, either go to links.com or you just go to uh, facebook.com slash golf guys. We have a, a post up there uh, with a link to that article. 
that can get you numbers one through eight and also number 10. And it is daunting. I don't know if we're doing justice to it verbally, but you get to the T and I mean, it's, it should be a par four. It looks like a par four. It's, you know, it's, it it's looks like the skinniest part. It's the skinniest, yes. windiest par four you've seen. <laughs> yeah. And oh, by the way, it says three on the card. And you're yeah. like, what? Not a misprint. Jeff played the hole from the tips just for grins and giggles because Jeff, even being the consummate golfer that he is and a golf professional, he does not play the French lick or the Pete Dye course at French lick from the tips. No, because even, I'm 57 years old and I have a brain in my head to not play an 8,100 yard golf course. <laughs> even the senior PGA didn't fun. play it, play it from the tips. No, he did not. <laughs> so regale us with the story of how your, uh, <laughs> your hole went. Well, it was driver down the left side for sure. Cause you mm-hmm. can't play from the water on the right. <laughs> and I killed it and I didn't get it to the green. Mm. And I had a wedge and I had to hit it over the gunch and over the bunker that was on the left side of the green. Mm-hmm. And the pin was on the back right hand side. So even though my first shot wound up dry and playable, it did not leave me with a very safe shot because I had to hit it toward the water over the, over a bunch of junk with a big swale in the green that I had to land it and it was going to curve it toward the water. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> so I hoisted the ball up cause I opted to not let the hill, the, the swale on the green do damage to me and make me have a seven because I was, it was headed toward the water. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to airmail it all the way back to the back corner there. So that when it landed, at least it was coming in with enough trajectory that it could just drop. And I did manage to keep that ball on the green about 15 feet from the hole. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I was left with a relatively delicate downhill curving 15 footer. (laughs) So every shot on this evil hole (laughs) was a big fat challenge. All right. So here's the description of the putt. Naturally, I'm playing with some other people. Naturally, there's a little chatter going on. Oddly enough, there happened to be a little bit of a uh, little bit of conversation, let's say, <laughs> about what I was going to win when I made that putt, because mm-hmm. that was also the defining moment in the match being the 16th green. So somebody either was going to survive that hole if I missed it or they were going down in flame. Here I am and there's got this 15 foot bender of a putt. I line it up, I do my aim point, I line it up, I pick my spot, and I lobbed it out there, and it just started to trickle the whole way. And it was it took its time getting there, but it curled and curled and curled and curled and curled and lipped in on the bottom edge. Oh that is now a hole that will live in this mind in, in, <laughs> in my mind and this other fellow's mind in infamy in his mind. <laughs> because he then fell down. And cried. I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Some guys have all the luck, man. (laughs) It was, it was, uh, it was a battle on every single shot. Yeah. And he had plunked his ball in the water. And at that moment he knew that all I had, you know, and he, he, he plunked his ball in the water and then takes it, takes his drop and gets it up and down. And, and, uh, he makes his four. And if I make my three, he's done. And at that moment. He was done. He was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
they'll put the pork in it. He is done. But that uh, that phrase, those three words, up and down, yeah, saves saves a lot of us. I mean, just just a simple bogey on a three hundred yard par three, after putting your drive in the water. I mean, that's 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 something. But the up and down is the operative yeah. consideration there, man. It really is. So let's think about the value of the up and down. But you just mentioned three words, which brings to mind a couple things. So we're going to go off and aside on this one because my brain is now shifted. Uh oh. Because we do that so well. Yes. We digress. We do we this do. so well. Yes, we do. So how about the three words in golf you don't want to hear? Still your shot. <laughs> Still your shot. Out of bounds, right? <laughs> Cart path only. <laughs> Snack bar again. closed. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? Good swing, though. <laughs> right? How about mm-hmm. uh, I shanked it? Yeah. Right? That's always those one of those three words. Uh, let's see. That's your drive? <laughs> <laughs> or you'll find that. You'll find that. Right? <laughs> That's always fun. Right. <laughs> How about this one? Can I hit? <laughs> right. Yes, How about indeed. How about this one? Pete Dye course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, danger, danger, Will Robinson. Right. Three words that we love, though, the up and down, the three words that we got to concentrate on today because none of us can do it very well consistently. No. Nope. Okay. I didn't say you can't do it well. I just said you can't do it well consistently. So, because people don't practice much of it. Ooh, I think he's giving away the secret right now. Yeah, that's one come, of them. We're going to come right back and, and talk about that up and down, how you do that. When we come back, we are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. You know, an awful lot of golf courses stayed open during the whole COVID thing. But it's not just golf courses. A lot of businesses worked hard to stay open. And if you're one of those companies that stayed open during COVID, I have some great news for you. Government funds are available to reward companies who stayed open during that challenging time. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Your hard work to stay open could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. You heard that right. Up to $26,000 per employee. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the tax experts at refundsasap.com. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. Then they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans. If you have five or more employees, let refundsasap.com help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. Refundsasap.com. If you still haven't gotten a golf trip on the calendar this year, there is still time to make it happen at French Lick Resort. This is the only place you can play courses by Pete Dye and Donald Ross together at the same property. You can play both championship courses through October 31st when you book the Hall of Fame package. 
Golf season lasts well into the fall in southern Indiana. Go to FrenchLick.com to start planning. Again, that's FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. Hey, it's us again. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, up and down. Three words, up and down. And again, these are rhetorical questions you don't have to answer out loud because it could prove to be embarrassing. But just think about it in your own head. How many times have you hit that shot out of the fairway? I mean, you have your drive. The drive was beautiful. It was straight, or maybe it curved a little bit. But the bottom line is it wound up in the middle of the fairway. You've got 150 to 160 to the green. You pull out your 150 to 160 iron, and you hit it. And it's a beautiful shot. It's straight. It's high. It sounded good. It felt good. And it hits the ground about, let's say, 10 yards short of the green. You should have hit your five instead of your six because <laughs> there's a little bit of wind up there. Right. <laughs> Just saying. So now instead of two putts, you have to get on the green and putt. You only have two shots left for par. You need to get up and yeah. down. So let's think about choices. Don't just automatically whip out that lob wedge of yours. There's a time and a place for that one. But let's make sure that you are thinking about this because choosing the right club, choosing the right shot, you got to look at your lie. You got to look at where you're going to land it. You look at after you land it, how's this thing going to make its way to the hole? This means, folks, you're going to go up and read the green. Huh? <laughs> Reading the green? I thought that was only for when I was putting. <laughs> folks, if you land a ball on a green and just think that it's automatically going to track its way to the hole, you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there hitting the right shot to the wrong place and they don't get it up and down because the green funneled their ball away, not toward the right. hole, you know? So you got to pay attention. Now, most everybody is a golf cart rider and they go, Oh yeah, it's right up there in front of the green. I'll just grab my sand wedge and my putter. Wait a minute. You're limiting your action. Um, how about taking that lob wedge and taking that pitching wedge and that gap wedge with you? You know, they're not that heavy. When you go up to your ball and you assess the lie and the situation and the golf cart is about 40 yards away on the other side of the green with your buddy getting out of it and you decide to say, hey, uh, no, I'm good. I got what I need. Instead of saying, hey, can you go bring me the pitching wedge? Just take him with you, folks. Mm -hmm. Make the right choice for the shot. You don't know what it is to get there. You don't know what kind of shot you're going to play till you get there. And then be smart. Walk off the shot. Look at where you're going to have to do. Climb the hill, get up onto the green. Look at where you're going to land. Feel the ground that you're going to try to land your ball on. Maybe it's too soft. Maybe the superintendent watered it too much. Maybe they had a sprinkler head explode. Maybe it's just a soft and gooey kind of day. And guess what it's not going to do? Roll. It ain't going to bounce and it ain't going to roll. So maybe you need to throw it over that spot. Or maybe you need to pick a different spot. Or maybe you need to hit a different club. So don't make your decision until you've assessed the situation and decided for yourself. And then you'll have a better chance at getting it up and down because at least you've got an idea of what might happen when your ball lands on that area. Yeah. You're saying about the different wedges for different shots. We should probably do a show that can describe and probably have to do a video to go along with it. 
what the different types of shots you can expect from the different clubs that you take with you would be. The difference between using the pitching wedge and the 52 and the 56 and the 60. Most of us, I think, can think you get a 60 or 64 degree wedge, you're going to hit a high soft shot. But what are the nuances? Uh, I was out in the mountains in Vail and I did a video this summer at this golf course. They keep the the aprons on the hilly golf courses. They got to kind of keep the top part a little bit more moist in the mornings because all water runs downhill and they got some big hills out there. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't keep them moist, they couldn't keep them alive because all the water leaches off those spots pretty quick. Right. So the superintendent's constantly watering up there. Then the members, sometimes they, they get up there and they try to play and they're trying to hit these bump and run shots up a hill, which isn't all that great of an idea sometimes <laughs> in and of itself but on a, on a wet surface. So I did a video on that about how that's a no go Mm -hmm. because you're landed it on something soft and it'd be easier to just throw it up over that stuff and let it land at a higher trajectory and a steeper landing angle. And then you could stop it instead of that low runner that goes up the hill, because maybe it just skimmed off that, that surface going up the hill and they had a low trajectory relative to the slope. Right. And it just skimmed along. And if it wasn't quite so wet, then all of a sudden it hits that spot and it's kind of dry. Now, all of a sudden, that thing isn't stopping either. Yeah. You're like, hmm. So a, a quick walkthrough of the scenario helps you decide what kind of shot you ought to play. That's so right. I actually did a two-minute video about that. And maybe I'll just throw that up to the Those Weekend Golf Guys um, Facebook page okay. and say, all right, folks, here's a soft shot up here let's see what we got to do next thing you know i talk people into hitting higher softer wedges cool yep and you know what i found out is that the superintendent was really happy with me about making that video because of course he was taking a little bit of grief from the the people who were playing you know the members of the club because they were constantly trying to hit a shot that into a soft wet area all they had to do is know that it's a soft wet area and not play into it yeah so he kind of liked the fact that i made a video about not playing into some soft <laughs> stuff or, Got or him a off video about about check it out first very yeah. simple check yeah, it out oddly first. enough check it out yeah. make your decision take what club you're going to make because you need a certain kind of shot yeah yeah, yeah a lot of grabbing us, something willy-nilly and going yeah i'll just hit this a lot of us just pray that it gets close or that it yeah. stops before it rolls off the other end of the green Oh, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's how it works, man. But, but again, but, practice is, is the, the ultimate way of learning how to do it correctly. Right. Now, as I talk to people about practicing up and downs, I make sure that I'm, that they understand I'm not talking about going out there with a basket of balls and going up, 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 up 25 times in a row, and then go try to knock all those balls in the hole. That's not up and down because it does not simulate the pressure you will put on yourself. Mm -hmm. If you have one ball and one shot to hit and one putt to hit after that, that is your way of simulating practice. Mm -hmm. That's real. Like you play on the golf course. That's called transferring your practice otherwise hitting a whole bunch of ups and then a whole bunch of downs that's just exercise and repetition of skills to hit a ball in a certain way but when you add the pressure to it 
of actually having to do it like you do on the golf course. Yeah, this is it. You've got one chance to do it right. And then if you're a smart guy and then you want to amp up the pressure a little bit, go practice against someone else mm. for maybe the, the, the prize is a little bit of chatter, a little bit of talking. <laughs> maybe the prize is who buys the hot dog at the turn. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe the prize is a beverage of some sort. Maybe the prize is some sort of coins or bills. <laughs> who knows? But when you're competing against someone else in an up and down contest, your nerves get a lot better. Yeah. A lot yeah. better. So folks, when you're practicing your up and downs, do it on your own, put some pressure on it. See if you can go out by yourself. Let's say nobody else is out there. Go get it up and down 10 times in a row or you can't go away. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about some pressure because mm -hmm. you're about to be there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> 10. As, as way Maybe you start with five in a row. Right. Yeah. Maybe start with five in a row, but I promise you that if you can get up to 10 in a row, you got some nerves. Okay. Well, you can tell that he's, you know, like a big time coach. I'd say, you know, start with two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start off feeling good about yourself, you know, and then work up, work up to work the your way up to it. Right? <laughs> That's, right. That's it. See if we can get that done. Yeah, but that is a secret. I mean, wedge play, how many times have you walked off the green with a bogey or a double bogey or worse, and you can attribute the problem to that chip or that pitch that just did not get anywhere close enough to where you wanted it to be? And the reasons are, are myriad. I mean, it could be that you didn't read the green correctly and you hit it where you thought you wanted to hit it, but it rolled, you know, 27 feet off to the right. You have to be careful. You have to know what it's going to do. You have to be able to predict where you're going to hit the ball and then what that ball is going to do when and if it hits where you want to hit it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, what kind of ball you play is a factor in this up and down decision-making process. Mm -hmm. What do you say you're playing those cheap balls that don't spin? Oops. Well, so what are the odds of you hitting that high soft shot with spin slim to numb. Yeah. So that's the thing that you ought to pay attention to folks. Yeah. Because if you're asking yourself to hit a shot where the ball checks up, better find out if you're playing a ball that'll actually do it. Yeah. Cause you might've actually hit a good shot with the wrong ball and it didn't behave properly because you didn't play. You go to the big box store and you buy three dozen balls for $9.95, you're probably not going to get a lot of spin out of them. Just saying. Unless, of course, there's water nearby and then they spin right toward it. <laughs> <laughs> now, do the golf ball designers build that into the ball or is that just something that that happens just magically speaking because of the game? Well, I think what it really is, is that it, it happens upon pricing. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. I think that's about what it is, right? It happens upon pricing. Gold beans. 
All right, listen, we've got, uh, especially if you own a golf course or you have any small business, you're going to want to hang out because we got a way, not, on, not only have we taught you now how to get up and down effectively, but we're going to teach you how to make a lot of money or get a lot of money uh, when we come right back. We're going to take a quick break and be back. So you hang where you are. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You know what it's like. You get to about the 15th, 16th hole, and man, you're tired. Your swing isn't quite as forceful. That contact is nowhere near as crisp. You have lost your energy. That's why guys who play professionally carry energy bars and drinks and things in their bag. We have one for you to try. It's brand new product. It's called Hole in One Bars, and Hole is spelled W-H-O-L-E. And they are taking strokes off everyone's game. Hole-in-one bars from Brickhouse Nutrition were formulated by a doctor to boost healthy, stable 18-hole energy. No jitters and no crash. More importantly, they sharpen your focus and they shave strokes off your game. You can take the hole-in-one bars challenge. That's hole, W-H-O-L-E. Switch from your energy bar or drink to hole-in-one bars and see improvement in your game instantly. Let's get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit holeinonebar.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-I-N-O-N-E-B-A-R.com. Promo code is weekend. Holeinonebar.com. Promo code weekend. There are two flavors you can choose from. Vanilla, honey, almond, which is delicious. And then the chocolate berry. I mean, need I say more? chocolate and these will not melt these will not fall apart these will not disintegrate hole in one bar.com promo code weekend and thanks for hanging and coming back we are those weekend golf guys i am john ashton he is jeff smith want to welcome in our guest jonathan petard he's out there in orange county california we've been talking about uh, evil holes designed by uh, Pete Dye. We have one that's on the, the list of the top 10 in Indiana. It's a 305-yard par three with water and gunch and all kinds of stuff. And uh, They're throwing uh, everything at you. Well, what was it Pete Dye yeah. said? Golf is not a not a uh, fair game, so why should I design a fair golf course? Or was it life is not? I'm not, but he was, he was big on fairness and, and the lack thereof. But <laughs> I want to talk to some about something that is surprisingly fair and that is a program that's coming from the united states government which is like what government fair come on but especially hey, golf are we courses. talking about the united states government yeah we are <laughs> strangely enough but now okay the 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 whole of covid19 phenomenon closed down everything except golf courses in states that had intelligent governors. Some states like Massachusetts and New York and I think California closed their golf courses until they realized, hey, it's outdoors. We'll just separate a little plastic thing in the cart and nobody will catch COVID and everybody will be great. So it was basically golf was the only thing you could have done during the COVID shutdown. And many people picked the game back up. They went and dusted off the golf clubs they had in their garage. Golf grew exponentially during the COVID thing. So Jonathan Petard, our guest, is with a company that 
works very hard. It's refunds ASAP. And and truth be told, they, they are a new client of ours, and we're glad to welcome them on board. But they're going to help every business who stayed open during COVID get a whole bunch of money back because of being able to stay open. That, in a nutshell, is how I understand it. But you're the expert, Jonathan, so I'm going to give the floor to you, and you can explain it in greater detail. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, by the way. Um, yes, uh, the, the golf courses definitely were a COVID-friendly activity, but I did see a lot of them closed for a long time, and it was one of those things that just – it was one of those things where y- you started to think, what could be better to do during COVID than be out in the middle of uh, an open field? Exactly. Um, so, so it's definitely definitely a sport that I saw a lot of traction on. Everybody I knew that suddenly played golf for a while, uh, however many people are still doing it, though, those guys kind of put them back in the uh, the garage when they had to go back to the office, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the ERC credit is is what it's called, uh, and so it's been an interesting uh, journey um, with this credit because there was a lot of conversation and talk, uh, the government around the PPP, the payroll protection program. And that was broadcast banks talked about it. And that was essentially compensating employers for not letting their employees go during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that was to ensure that there wasn't an immediate recession of some sort. The second program that came out was this ERC credit. It's called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. This one didn't get as much publicity. The banks weren't uh, tasked with filing it for people. And so I just essentially fell under the radar. But it's similar to the PPP where it compensates employers, anyone who owns a business, for retaining employees, exactly what it says. So anyone you retain during during the pandemic during government shutdowns, the government's sending you a tax credit for, and they call it a tax credit, but it's actually a cash payment up to $26,000 per employee for work that employers have already done. So that's the interesting part. It's money that's just set aside waiting for people to, to apply for it. But again, most people don't know about it. So it's been a really just an education exercise going around first, just providing awareness to the credit itself. Let me jump in a second here, Jonathan, because you mentioned it, the PPP, uh, but you left out the word that always followed PPP, which was loan. Yes. You had to pay that yes. back, didn't you? The PPP? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point, John. The, the PPP was a loan. You actually had to do something after that. It was, mm-hmm. hey, we gave you some money. Now, you better keep these people for at least two months, three months, whatever, in order to, to get that loan forgiven. The ERC, that's for something everybody's already done. So what I love about that is in order to get the credit, you've already performed what the government is trying to get you to perform. You've kept employees. They were retained in 2020 or 2021, and that's what they're giving you. So it's really a cash transfer where you don't have to do any additional performance after you get it, which is definitely a lot better than a loan. I'm looking at Jeff up here in the corner, and, and I can tell just by looking at his eyes that he's counting the number of employees at the golf course and multiplying <laughs> by 26,000. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that going, okay. Um, I know I know a lot of people who own golf courses. You know, municipalities own golf courses. Individual people own golf courses. Uh, corporations own golf courses. Is is there an advantage for one or another? Do you think a, 
a municipality would wind up getting it. I mean, I'm sitting in one right now that's owned by the city of Edinburgh and this is their property and they stayed open. Are they going to be uh, able to, to dive in on this thing? That's a great question. There are certain carve outs. So if you're a government organization, the government isn't sending money to itself in a circle. So those are the ones that are carved out. So private schools, for example, can, can apply for it. Like private courses would be able to, but anything government owned would not. So they'd be disqualified. So, I mean, that's the good news uh, in the sense that we would want those billions of dollars that are set aside available for private citizens, not, yeah. not in the circle. But everybody in the supply chain is is uh, able to take advantage of it. Just think about the person who I have a few clients sell fertilizer. They're affected too. Golf courses closed down. Mm-hmm. Person can't, and they're not buying any more fertilizer, right? So now fertilizer sales are down. So it really is just the whole supply chain up and down in various ways is affected by those shutdowns, right? Yeah, and and of course because. As, as we've mentioned, the, the game was about the only thing that could be done. Uh, golf courses flourished. It was the one industry that probably did the best during the, uh, the whole COVID shutdown, but you've, you've got the, the golf ball uh, sellers, you've got, you know, the, the suppliers of golf clubs, as you say, the, the lawnmower guy down the street who, you know, had to take care of everything. All the, all the people associated uh, ancillary services to golf courses, so yeah, if you bring if you up have... a good yeah, you bring up a good point with that supply chain. Uh, supply chain issues are also if you have shutdowns that don't allow people to make the the pieces for your golf ball, therefore you can't make more golf balls. Mm-hmm. Therefore you can't sell the golf balls. That's still you know indirectly related to a shutdown. Okay, so now people are uh, licking their lips, going whoa, because I'm sure more people than just Jeff have done the math um, in their heads. What what's uh, what's the next step? Yeah. So next step is you would essentially be able to stop doing the math there. I would say just multiply 26,000 by your employees. For example, you know, if you had 25 person business, you could get up to $650,000. There's some certain optimization you need to do. There's a few uh, variables that that need to be fleshed out in order to get the actual credit number. Uh, so what I would recommend is to reach out uh, and have an initial analysis done that can get you what you need to know about where your credit can be. That would really help people with a cost benefit analysis. So you can look at that number and go, okay, what do I need to do with this number? Um, is this worth it to me? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Now, do I have to pay you upfront to, to oh, do any of this stuff? Man? That's a great question. You don't. And that's the best part. Uh, we uh, ha- uh, take a portion of the credit that is found. So essentially there's an incentive to, um, obtain the maximum credit that one could get uh, from uh, the calculation. So essentially, you're not paying anything uh, up, up front or ahead or anything like that. It's really just a percentage of the credit. So we call you, you, you do the work, and then the government cuts a check, and then you take a piece and give us the rest. That's correct. So it's like finding money in the street. <laughs> A little bit like that. <laughs> wow. Except you don't have to bend over. <laughs> yeah. Right. A little more a little more going on there, but yeah. It's the first right. time dealing with the tax authorities that you don't have to bend over. <laughs> <laughs> so wait oh, a man. second. So let me think about this. All right. Simon, so I got a lot of teacher friends. 
lots. I got a lot of contacts. A lot of them are independent contractors. How's that work? Yeah, that's a great question. It's only for employees. So independent contractors don't count because you're considered as employing yourself. So it's only about those W-2, those full-on employees that you have that can be included in those calculations. So unfortunately, those folks cannot apply for the credit, as sad as that may make me. But the employees, (laughs) the employees, those are the ones that count. And you can't do retroactive W-2s, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, well, that's another great idea down to tubes. But no, but I mean, you know, but part-time, full-time, just any employees doesn't, doesn't matter. how. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter at all. It's all about the wages paid to the person, not whether they're working one hour a week or hundred hours a week, whatever's going on. Hopefully no one's working a hundred hours a week, but regardless of that, uh, it's just the employee that counts, not how much they're paid and not whether they're playing. If I own a golf, golf course or any kind of business actually, and I have what is minimum of five employees, didn't I read? Yes, correct. Okay. If I have five or more employees, I call you. How do I get in touch with your company, man? Yes, you can go to refundsasap.com. Uh, so that's refundsasap.com. There's a form on there where you can fill out a couple easy things. We're talking name, employees, uh, whether you took a PPP loan, that sort of thing. Two or three questions. Uh, from there, that gets us our head start. And we take the lead from there. Really, you can just follow the uh, the trail that we lead you on from that point to figure out where the credits are, when you can apply, uh, if you can apply, and uh, when you can expect the check. Sounds wow. easy to me. No kidding. Yeah, that does sound easy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, get on the phone and call all your friends you know that own businesses with five or more employees. Get the thing going, and tell them that uh, you know they need to show their appreciation for you turning them on to it somehow. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You never can tell. Yeah, right. Uh, and if and if you need to reward somebody with a great bottle of bourbon, I know where you can buy a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bourbon Trail. Call me, call me for recommendations at any time. Hey, I am a true Kentuckian, Always. man. All right. Always. So, you'll you'll be short of my Rolodex for bourbon recommendations. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, Jack Daniels is not bourbon. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Right. Um just, I think that's like what Tennessee sipping whiskey. Tennessee sipping whiskey. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. That's a that's a term you I've know, never heard. Yeah, I was a, when I was a, a a younger person, we used to sip a little faster <laughs> on that stuff. Yeah. And now, as a result of that, somebody <laughs> opens up a bottle of that. I'm I'm walking out of the room because I can't <laughs> handle it anymore. It is not Tennessee <laughs> shooting whiskey. No, sir. All right. <laughs> it's not Tennessee chucking whiskey either. <laughs> Jonathan Pichard, who's going to get you a lot of money if you just deal with him, man, at, uh, at refundsasap.com. Jonathan, man, how's your golf game? You doing okay? You know, I was afraid you'd ask me that question. Um, uh, it, it isn't where I want it to be, but okay. isn't that what everybody says? Well, well, we'll put you in touch, hook you up with Mr. Jeff. He'll make it better. We do Thanks, some online Jeff. stuff, Jonathan. Yeah. We get, oh, there we go. We get hooked up. Yeah, yeah, I do some online stuff. JeffSmithGolfInstruction.com. Check him out, Jonathan. That's I will. Right. All right. And you are RefundsASAP.com. And, man, we appreciate you uh, partnering with us here on this weekend golf cast. 
Thanks for having me. Paid for by GovMint.com. Have you heard? A recent stash of 1904 Morgan Silver Dollar coins has been found. These gorgeous 1904 O Silver Dollar coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck. This is a key date for Silver Dollar collectors, and only a limited quantity are available. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone interested in silver coins. Just call Government at 1-800-222-1975, and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1904 O Morgan Silver Dollar featuring the iconic O Mint mark of the New Orleans Mint. The final year of production but with limited quantity you must call now these 1904 o silver coins are still in uncirculated condition that is 117 years of history you can hold in your hand to learn more call 1-800-222-1975 call now and you'll receive a free american coin collector's bonus package a 25 dollars value free with every order call 1-800-222-1975 now to secure your 1904 o morgan silver dollars before they sell out that's 1-800-222-1975 and we have a few moments together still i'm john ashton he is jeff smith together those weekend golf guys at thoseweekendgolfguys.com at uh, twitter it is at wknd golf guys instagram jeff smith golf instruction john dot the golf guy and of course jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com as we told uh, jonathan if your game is not where you want it to be if your up and downs are iffy at best. Yeah, there's some fun stuff we can do. You know, I've got an online program that people, if they reach out to me at jeff at jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com, I've got an online program that goes through a handful of things. That online program isn't just me shoving videos at you. That's a portion of it. But it's me looking at your video of you doing it mm -hmm. and then responding with what I think you really ought to be doing. Short game stuff. He's really mm -hmm. simple, fellas, out there. If you're listening to us, it's you know, really he keeps, simple. He keeps saying that. I know. So it's not a complex to... issue. Look, no. it doesn't involve hitting it far. Yeah. Everybody can be a short game wizard. Uh, last time I played, I got to tell you a story, man. Last time I played, after embarrassing myself with a wedge in my hand in front of you a few times and, and taking what you told me to heart, um, the ball is now not on my back toe like, so many of the magazines tell you to do. I, the, I don't get it. The club face isn't laid wide open, uh, as so many of the magazines tell you to do. The ball's in the middle. The club is being held as a normal club. All I've done is is change the angle of the swing, come in a little more steeply with the uh, the hinge and thump. I've been hitting uh, wedge shots from off the green that have not only rolled toward the hole but have checked up as they should and have stopped before they rolled off the green isn't that amazing can how you it's transformative it? uh so uh -huh. i'm just telling you if he can make me do that he can let anybody do that all right yeah so he's Look, right up and, and down is no longer a bad word to, a bad word three bad words to hear on the golf course yeah yeah it look for some people with a lousy short game, having to hear up and down was such a hollow thing. Like, no, that'll never happen. It was always in the negative category, somewhere like in the category of the three words like no Bev cart. Oh, that's a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> right. So check them out, man. You've got the verbal instruction at the beginning. If you missed it, you can check it out anytime at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. And just check out the up and down instructions. Practice it. That's the operative consideration. And I can get that word out and I actually do it now and again. But practice it. And then when you get it down, 
you will be much more happy out there when you play some golf. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.